Hi, everybody, and welcome to All This in the Oscars 2, AwardsDaily.com's podcast on the Oscar race. My name is Sasha Stone. I am the founder of AwardsDaily.com. I'm here with three of our editors, Ryan Adams, Clarence Moy, and Mark Johnson. Hello, fellas. Hello there. Hello. Hello. Hi. Um, so we have two, we have a big awards weekend coming up. We have Producers Guild. We have Screen Actors Guild. Those are the two big ones. But I think wow. there are some other ones, too. Like uh, somebody told me there's some design ones happening. Let me just quickly look at the awards calendar. But obviously the the um, the uh, Producers Guild and SAG are the biggest. So what we can do is we can talk a little bit about BAFTA if you want and the DGA. And then we can move on to, to predicting what we think is going to happen at those. What do you think? Does that sound good? Yeah. We also we have the Annie Awards, which are big with animation and the motion picture sound editor awards. right um, the costume designers guild is also on monday so not this weekend but right after mm-hmm. uh and i think the hollywood critics awards are also this weekend is that right yeah, 20... yes yeah. they are friday night yeah so oh lots my. lots of coming this weekend how is that going that uh uh how is that going there the, the hca awards is it going well crickets <laughs> i believe so uh, i'm not yeah i'm I mean, not they I didn't invite me so i don't know anything about it all right <laughs> um it's uh i wasn't able to attend so i, yeah, I haven't heard anything either. other than they're very excited i kept i keep getting emails despite yeah. the fact <laughs> despite the fact that i have rsvp no i continue to receive emails <laughs> Right. So, like, you I, know, I do not want your emails. Are they about like telling you how to, you know, where you're supposed to go and all that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where you're testing. supposed to park, your COVID testing. Yep. Yeah. All this stuff that I don't need to know. I mean, <laughs> I know that it, it must be. I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to to be an a hole about that. I, I'm just laughing at it because um, I know it, it must be an intense amount of work to take what is presumably a several hundred person member organization and oh, divide. Yeah. Everybody who said yes, and then put them in an email distribution list. Then remember to maintain that email <laughs> distribution. I mean, it's it's just you know probably yeah. not. Anyway, I'm sorry. And That's how about the asked, uh, but, the, uh... the yeah the celebrity situation? How, what's going on there? Right, did they did they were they able to remake their uh, their uh, image? You know, I don't know. I assume so. I I don't really I don't follow a lot of the drama i don't follow a lot of drama yeah <laughs> I, I try and stay clean. drama free zone drama yeah as much as i can all right mark should we just all announce right. it let's announce it yeah oh yeah if you'd like all right so mark has something very special to tell everyone <laughs> oh i'm gonna tell okay well, yeah um well say it loud say and proud <laughs> what's that mm. what's that you say it, it on. Say it, pregnant Yes, I'm pregnant. It's uh, it's Clarence's. Did you, or, did you get? Ryan's, I'm so I'm know. so happy for you both. Um, <laughs> no, I just want to say, you're going to be attending a very special event. Uh, not your baby shower. <laughs> this, is, this is spiraling off in a weird direction. You go ahead. Just just tell everybody what's okay. I'm going to the Oscars. Yeah. All right. That's great. So thank you, thank you for uh, allowing me the opportunity. I'm so excited. It's something you know I've dreamt of doing and kind of never really was sure if I'd get to. So 
very excited to have the chance to go out there and and witness the ceremony in person. That's amazing. Great. Yeah. Thanks. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> Don't fuck it up. We we, we need our I'll ticket every year. To. Don't you dare get right. drunk and make a fool of it. <laughs> oh God, I'll do my best. Uh, oh, so it's the, it's like this. It's like the site ticket or something. Yeah. That, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. They gave me a a. I, you know, I actually begged them for an extra ticket because my daughter's coming out here. That's oh. my birthday weekend. I actually didn't even oh, know that. Man. Yeah, I invited Emma. Emma's coming out. We're gonna go up to Solvang, which is our favorite place for my birthday. And then Clarence was like, well, wait, the Oscars are Sunday. I was like, oh, like I had totally forgot that they were that Sunday. So obviously I would rather spend the night with Emma. And um, and I thought it'd be a good time for, for poor Mark, who had to skip Telluride for health reasons and is, you know, just kind of yeah. held together by, by a piece of thread. <laughs> <laughs> a couple Literally. of safety pins. Literally, my... <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so why not make a wish, make a dream come true? Yeah, basically, it's my it is my make a wish foundation. Uh, How things... morbid? <laughs> hey, it is what it is at this point. It's what it is. We'll, we'll do our best. But hopefully, he won't get really drunk and like make a pass at someone so we could lose our oh, privileges. For sure, that's gonna happen. For Don't sure. make us jealous, Mark. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, now that, that we're very happy for you, and I can't wait to see all your cool TikToks and stuff. I hope you're gonna TikTok it, you know. Yeah, I'll try. I'll try to do some a little stuff. bit. You're yeah. not. I know you're not allowed to do a lot of recording, but I think you can do selfie stuff. Everybody else does, you know. Yeah, I think so. Mm. I'm only mildly happy for you. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I, I get it. <laughs> Maybe Clarence will get the next time. I mean. It's, I've been going for 10 years, and my daughter is so happy that I'm going to be home with her to watch the Oscars. The last time Aww. we watched them was in 2012 together. Oh, wow. Wow. So I'm happy, and Michael's going to come over, and we're going to hang out. It's going to be fun. Uh-huh. Great. All oh, right, so cool. <clears throat> let's get the business underway here. Uh, what do you guys want to yeah. – do you want to talk about the BAFTAs at all, or is it just uh, – what do you yeah, think? I probably should. All right. should give some kind of reaction there so what did you guys think what do you guys think ryan um how about you overall happy i was not i was uh, pleased with um the surprises and uh the things you know that the way things turned out i thought it was great i and a good show all the way around i think mm-hmm. um i thought it was interesting that we have really kind of an unprecedented situation here with all quiet on the western front like seven baftas I mean that that is so yeah. rare to happen. Um, I was doing these these charts all day today and all day yesterday, and I was doing all the acting and best picture, and I was going back to two thousand and I was tracking them, and I noticed mm -hmm. that over time, it just they all got into formation, like our jobs that we do, our blogs and our charts and our our ecosystem of awards. Like we we did help to create this sort of consensus. And, you know, if you go back in time, you see a lot of things happening that aren't consensus-y, like, because nobody right. was sitting there keeping track of them, you know? And so that's what I liked about this. I liked that All Quiet kind of came up and was out of the consensus. I thought that was refreshing, you know? And um, it was a kind it of was, it, uh, it was kind of win that, that uh, even if people didn't, it's not what people might have 
it might not have been their first choice. I, I don't think very many people were unhappy or mad about it because everyone really respects this movie. And so it, uh, even though I didn't, people didn't mind, a lot of people didn't get what they wanted, but they got something that they still like just as much almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, what do you think about in terms of, it probably doesn't move the needle much for Oscar. I think the only thing that, that has sort of shifted my way of thinking is supporting actress. I'm wondering how that's going to play out. Yeah, and depending where you had who you had for actor, I think actor Butler's I think become a very strong front runner now. Mm. Well, we'll see what SAG does. Someone at this table, to... someone at this table has bragging rights on that one. Who's that? That's Clarence. Nice Clarence. <laughs> I can't let this go without that because he has been Good. predicting Austin Butler doggedly. Since the beginning, (laughs) even when a million people were saying no, it was going to be. And look, Brendan Fraser could still come around and win the SAG, right? And that messes things up a bit. Yeah, for sure. So, but. um, but, Clarence, I totally cut you off a minute ago. I just, you were about to say something and I just jumped right in like I am am want to do. So did you, what, you were going to say something that. Oh, no worries. The only thing I was going to say was the BAFTA did nothing to ease this sense that i keep having that everything everywhere all at once is this year's power of the dog and there's something else that's going to win best picture like they won the dga fine but I, I i still have just this nagging thing in the back of my head i have no evidence to prove it that can everything everywhere all at once win on a on a preferential ballot and and we'll find out at the pga this weekend clearly but i i don't know that um I don't know that uh, All Quiet on the Western Front is the one that would beat it. Hmm. Uh-huh. But that's, that's the BAFTA just kind of threw everything into the... Yeah. I wish it had been... I love All Quiet on the Western Front. It's a brilliant film, but I wish mm-hmm. almost it had been Banshees. Because mm-hmm. at least that would have made it a little bit more clear that the British Wolf was coming in yeah. for one specific film. Right. It'd be hard. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just say it would have been hard at that point to to know what to do, and, and I guess we'd be waiting for PJ, kind of like we are now. But um, if Banshees had won BAFTA, All Quiet winning BAFTA, I mean anything's possible after what Coda did last year. But it, All Quiet faces even a steeper challenge than than even what Coda was up against. There's no PG, no DJ, no SAG. Um, you know, and if everything everywhere all at once takes. SAG and PGA. I don't know that you can yep. predict BAFTA over the Triple Crown over there. You know, Mm-mm. right? You certainly yeah. can. I will just say, since nobody else has brought it up, that I was the only one to predict it. All Quiet was win Best Film. Oh, did you really? Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. God, Ryan, I mean, that's I, incredible. Somebody else to, to, that's to a hell of a, me. But, yeah, but that's, no, since nobody is going to do it, I have to do it myself. That's so smart. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> I wish yeah, I had your done that. Yeah, I wish I had done that. I really do, because it, it makes sense, you know? 14 yeah, nominations and stuff. Um, <clears throat> it's yeah, just hindsight. funny. In hindsight, I know. Like, yeah, I was, for sure. <laughs> I was telling Michael about it, and he was like, acting like it was such an obvious thing. He's like, well, it had 14 nominations. I mean, obviously it was going to yeah. win Best Picture. And I was right. like, oh, yeah. wow, well, no, yeah. I didn't think so. So let's get a Michael check. What does Michael think is going to win Best Picture? <laughs> All right, so here's a Michael check. Michael loves All Quiet on the Western Front, and he loves Top Gun, and he liked Banshees. 
hates everything everywhere. <laughs> well, I know, I know. And he won't tell you, Marcus, he loves you even more than he loves mm-hmm. that. And he hates that movie, so he doesn't want to <laughs> say anything. But, um, but I, I'm just mean, like, he said things to me, like, if that movie wins, that's it. The Oscars are done. They're over. Like, that's not, <laughs> for some reason, it's just really bothers him. Um, but yeah. uh, he really likes Top Gun. He thinks Top Gun's the only movie that um, that has a chance of defeating everything everywhere. Um, but I, I don't know that I agree with that. That's just what he thinks. Um, yeah. So I don't know what a Michael check on this would be, you know, in terms of, I mean, I just know that when he hates a movie, sometimes he does hate movies that turn out to win. Um, so like he didn't like Parasite, for instance. So I don't know that it's, you know, a hundred percent. I think that if I, I haven't looked at the charts, but I would imagine that if you win the DGA and the SAG Ensemble, you're pretty well locked in for Best Picture because I think that's really hard to do, to win those two. To win DGA and SAG. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I think it's almost impossible, and when you do, you're winning Best Picture. Right. Even without the PGA. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Interesting, yeah. Or possibly, yeah. Or PGA and SAG, like those two, come, right? You know, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, PGA and SAG would be lately. It seems the the double dip you'd want the Actors Guild behind you and the preferential ballot of the PGA. I think that gives you a lot of proof between those two ends. And in a way, the SAG is even more of a yeah. force now that it's with AFTRA than it was before. Because it's more, it's more uh, non-act. It, it's actory, but it's not as, uh, you know, what's the word? Not as millionaire-y. So would that mean? Not- would that keep it from being as, um, you know, does that mean less Academy members now, percentage-wise, in SAG? Uh, yeah, SAG is, is, is you know, 150,000 people around there, and I think 50,000 yeah. of them are after voters. So after voters, you have to figure, are similar demographic to the critics' choice, you know? Mm. Okay. So, and the Academy has brought in so many new members that um, right. that they've diluted their, their type of member that they, they've always traditionally had. And so I think that the reason that SAG can be so predictive is because it, it reflects a much more populist, I say that in terms of populist as in a certain community of people as opposed to, you know, I don't mean like everybody in America. I mean, within our industry, it's a more diversified uh, palette than it would be if it was just SAG voters. Um, it seems it, to me. It is, it, is, it is probably more coast to coast type type members also it's not just um coastal new york and la type sag type because after our radio people all across the country right? yeah and i, mean, I, I think yeah. that accounts for why we've seen so many sag winners like spotlight parasite coda you know um i think that it reflects sort of a, a wide array of tastes and shows you what like with with the, the the real thing, Spotlight and The Big Short, those two going in head to head, and you knew it was going to be one of those. The fact that they flipped to Spotlight was a pretty good indication that Spotlight was going to win 
the Oscar, because if you put a whole bunch of people to a vote, they're going to pick that movie, you know, even though the producers picked the big short on a preferential ballot. The more popular film was Spotlight because it won on five. And its only competition really was the big short. So up against the big short, it didn't win on the preferential, but it won. on Anyway, I'm just talking in circles. But so let's talk about the Producers Guild then. Um, well, I'll just end this with saying that when, when the Daniels won the DGA, to me it felt over because I didn't expect them to win that. And the fact that they won it showed me that they had a lot more support than I thought they did. Yeah, it felt, it felt like of the big three of PGA, DJ and SAG, DJ was, I, I thought, their hardest, uh, longest odds of winning. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I agree. Winning, that was, I didn't pick it. I picked Spielberg just because I kind of doubted it until the end. But um, that DJ one, I think, was pretty huge. Yeah, well, I, I don't think we paid attention to where they come from um, because they are, you know, the, the, yes, they, they made one movie previous to this, but they were also commercial directors and I think music video directors, which that makes up a huge mm. contingent of DGA. Oh, mm. okay. Good point. Interesting. I didn't realize that. I had no yeah, idea either. It's first time I've heard it's that. not just film directors, it's directors of any kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I didn't um, even realize have... that the Daniels had done videos before. I didn't even know that. So that's this is new yeah, to me. Yeah. Mm. Sorry. Well, that's okay. What were you saying, Clarence, about that? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's that's all. That's all I had to say. Oh, okay. Uh, do we know what? Uh, I wonder what music videos they've done. I just out of curiosity, we'll have to look that up and find out, and not and and not waste time wondering right now. Sorry. <laughs> they did. Um, they did DJ Snake and Little John's music video for the single "Turn Down for What." Oh my God, that's fantastic. I love it. I think they they have a, Um, um, uh, you know, the one thing they're doing really well is they're creating characters for themselves on the, yeah, like they're likable. They're likable, like Bong Joon Ho was doing, you know, like they're in their Mm -hmm. little quirky outfits and their bow ties, and they're they're finding a way to stand out. Which I think I heard that they come from advertising, which would make sense that they would be, yeah. um, And so, yeah, I mean, it, it, it isn't that different from a lot of Best Picture winners of the past, right? It's very in keeping with movies like Crash. No, just kidding. <laughs> Stop it. Gosh. <laughs> I know, I know. We're going to gonna... Have a, we're gonna have no. to battle it out eventually on this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to stand up. I'm going to stand up for my, my everything everywhere all at once. No, I, I'm glad that you love it. A lot of people do. I'm, I'm not, and I don't even okay. hate it at all. I'm just slightly annoyed. I'm not, I don't hate the movie. Um, okay, so basically, what do you think then for the Producers Guild heading in? We don't have All Quiet on the Western Front. It's not competing. We do have 10 movies and about 8,000 voters, I think. It's 8,000. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a do or die. Uh, a lot of people are predicting Top Gun, but I, I, I just think that my sense of dread never fails me, and I think everything everywhere is going to win that. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys I'm think? I'm not usually a, a very big proponent of splitting the vote kind of theories because I, I have I, there's things about it that bother me because I wonder sometimes like what what contingent of voters are we splitting 
but in in the case of producers guild they if there's a if there's a if there's a type of voter who would go for blockbusters then we have three blockbusters huge and three you know popular blockbuster type movies that they could be split on and it's maverick and avatar and, and wakanda well, and so that could you know well the thing is is according to according to marshall you can't really split the vote on with yeah, a preferential uh, i don't think you can yeah right you uh, especially preferential you can't because it that's it's built in that you don't that it's not split you're he's yeah, right because yeah, they, they rank them so it's really just mm -hmm. a matter of one twos and threes now i haven't done a simulation of this year yet for one thing i don't use facebook anymore so I, i've lost access to that and basically i haven't run a simulation i'm usually obsessed with doing this but i i just haven't been able to figure it out this year plus i don't really want to do it because i know how it's going to come out for online people online people sure. are going to pick exactly everything everywhere like no matter what that, that that's the one they're going to pick it's kind of like when we would do it and call me by your name kept coming up as the number one because it was just an internet you know it was like and moonlight and so it could be deceptive you want like a cross-section of people that have yeah. seen everything but mm -hmm. then again like because top gun's so popular a cross-section would put top gun out as the winner and that wouldn't, wouldn't be reliable be i wouldn't be surprised if tar did well too online tar seems to have a lot of fans yeah i think so I feel like everything everywhere has it locked up, but yeah, you know, um, so it's really just going to be down to the acting races. I think that that's sad. We can just move on to, does anybody, is anybody predicting any, anything other than everything everywhere for PGA? And we're going to be posting our predictions in the next couple of days. I yeah. wouldn't, yeah, I'm, I, I'm going with everything everywhere all at once, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of career award for, um, Jerry Bruckheimer. Mm. Just for the fun of it, I'm going to pick Top Gun. But I will, I just, you know, like I did with the DGA, I could just say, yeah, I know it's going to be this movie, but just for fun, I'll predict. Let me look at Gold Derby and see what anybody's predicting on there, if anybody is predicting yet this this award. And then we can move on to the, to the uh, uh, SAG Awards. So let's see. Yeah. Um, Producers Guild Awards. Okay, so Joyce Ang, who's always got everything right, has everything everywhere. Uh, Tom O'Neill has Top Gun Maverick. Um, yeah. Jazz has Top Gun. Wilson Morales has everything everywhere. And Thompson has everything everywhere. So does Matt Naglia. Clayton Davis. It did not kick you. And does anyone have anything other than those two movies? I have Top Gun. <laughs> uh, but other than the Top Gun and, and everything everywhere, does anyone have a third choice? Um, Tim Gray has Avatar, but his is old. Okay. It's January 13th, so he probably isn't going to. Uh, and then one person has Banshees, Kevin Palawi. It's sometimes good to predict something outside the mainstream because, you know, if you just get it right with everybody else nobody cares or notices but like with ryan and all quiet if you if you just happen to pick one long shot and it pays off mm -hmm. um then you you get you know you can you can get bragging rights on that um and if you get if you, if you get it wrong nobody's going to remember uh, 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 next week right yeah I mean, no one cares. Yeah, you just kind of fade into the background, and nobody remembers if you get something like that wrong. But yeah, you do get get to um, 
an eagle trip for a few days if you get something like that right. Or for a few decades if you if you want to live <laughs> off of your, you know, yeah. when you called Mary and Cody Yard and T- Tilda Swinton both correct in the same year. I'll still talk about that. It's well, pathetic. Mark has a, one of those like high scores that you have to defend. You know, like he, I don't. Yeah. So I, I'm not even that's, in the running. That's true. You do, and so you can't really be taking the long shots. Uh, no, you'll... I I go with what I think will win, even though there's there's often times a lot of upset picks that I, like my gut is calling for, and it's hard to it's hard to when you have that battle between your brain and your gut, mm-hmm. which one to go with. So, yeah, what can you do? Well, my brain is telling me loud and clear that everything everywhere can't lose, mm. but. I'm I'm bored to predict it, so I'm not going to. I'm going to predict Top Gun, <laughs> <laughs> um, just because. Yeah. So everybody here. Oh God, I've got a. Ch- I have right now for SAG. I have Banshees predicted for Ensemble. There's no way it wins there at the SAG, right? It could. It's got four acting nominations too, right? So that's that, that shows some broad support. Yeah, so are we ready to move on to SAG? Um, yeah, Okay. do it. So what are you predicting there, Mark? For Ensemble? Mm, yeah, for the whole thing. Okay, for all of them. Um, for Ensemble, I'm probably going to take everything everywhere all at once. All year I've wanted to take women, talk, women talking, but I think that ship has sailed. Uh, for Actor, I'll take Butler. Actress, I'm gonna take Michelle Yao. The Yao, the, although I think that's the hardest one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll take Bassett and Kihi Kwan. Oh, okay, Clarence, what about you? I'm the same, except I am going to say Kate Blanchett. Yeah, that's smart. Um, this is Yo's last stand because Blanchett would have swept if she takes SAG. Mm-hmm. Right. I too will go with Kate, of course, and also I think I'm going to go with Banshees for ensemble. Oh, nice. I am. If it was the regular actors, I would pick Banshees, but since it's these film Twitter people, I'm going to stick with uh, everything for ensemble. But I am going with Kate because of that little chart I did. Did you know that the trifecta of Globes, Critics' Choice, and BAFTA is unbeatable in Best Actress? Hmm. Unbeatable. It's never happened that. Yeah. If you win those three, that you don't win Oscar, regardless of what who wins SAG. But I, I think Kate really regardless yeah. of SAG. Regardless wow. of SAG for actress. Okay. I didn't look for actor. Yeah, because yeah. it's the combination of the BAFTA and yeah. the uh, Critics' Choice and the Globe. Like those, those th- for some reason those three offer such wide, you know, divergent. So it it trumps yeah. the Critics' Choice getting the right call even because BAFTA and Globes together turn out to be quite a powerful combo um, the and you know, look a lot has changed the Globes have changed the critics choice changed their date I think around yeah um, so so it's not you know and, and as we learned last year anything can happen now I am predicting Carrie Condon at the Oscars but I think Angela Bassett probably wins the SAG um, just because uh, the BAFTA people, I think, are going to push Carrie Condon over the edge at the Oscars. 
but um, but Angela Bassett. See the way, if you look at Angela Bassett, all she's got is Black Panther, right? And they didn't mm-hmm. give Chadwick Boseman that award uh, after Anthony Hopkins won at BAFTA because he had a Best Picture nomination. Well, Banshees of Inisherin has four acting nominations, a ton of Oscar. You're going to tell me it's not going to win any of the acting awards like it's got to win one it's not going to not win one Mm -hmm. award so i figure now that this won the bafta that's going to help plus she has almost a lead role and i don't think angela bassett's role is a lead role um so uh unless of course it's a total blowout and stephanie sue surprises and wins oh Um, boy or jamie lee curtis yeah she's working it hard that jamie lee (laughs) (laughs) she is Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah, I, I'm definitely going to predict. Even though I know that the narrative is the academy is racist and they're not going to want to be racist and they're going to want to diversify. But I think if they're giving their top award to everything everywhere, they'll they'll feel okay about that in terms of this particular award. I think. I don't know. I'll have to cross that bridge when I come to it. But yeah. at any rate, I think Angela Bassett will win the SAG in supporting. Um, but Kate Blanchett, yeah, she's going to win Best Actress, um, not Michelle Yeoh. And, and that's the other reason for that is that it's extremely rare to for Best Actress and Ensemble to win on the same night. It happens. It happened with The Help, and it happened with Three Billboards. It happened with Shakespeare in Love, and Shakespeare in Love is the only example of a film winning both actress ensemble and then best picture so if uh if everything everywhere manages to do that it'll only be the second film in history that has won all three of those awards but they tend to like to spread it around and as you know shakespeare in love was before the preferential ballot 1998 but Mm -hmm. um but three billboards didn't win the help certainly didn't win viola davis didn't win but Francis McDormand did. So, um, yeah, we could just be looking at a stat buster. How do you take down Kate Blanchett, though? Yeah, it's tough. You know, she's, I mean, she wanted the, the Critics' Choice, where they were, like, you know, all over themselves for, for everything, everywhere, all at once, won everything, everywhere, all at once, <laughs> except that <laughs> award. <laughs> So, yeah, I got to go with Kate if that's the case. You know, why didn't Michelle Yeoh win there? That was her perfect and and most ideal situation for her to win. Yeah, it was. I agree. So I think this is her last stand, right? Like if Blanchett wins this, I don't know how you bet against her and Oscar. Well, and I wrote about that today, actually. How you bet against her is the Andrea Riseborough factor. And the reason is oh, that okay. in the in the in the five category races you can split the vote, and if you have mm-hmm. two strong performances against each other, Michelle Yeoh and Kate Blanchett, they split their vote, and then a much stronger group of people who pushed Andrea Riseborough in in the first place, or who are mad about all this that's going on, or feel sorry for her, or feel angry about how it all went down, put their passion behind her, like Marsha Gay Harden, who won for Pollock. Mm-hmm. In a year where she wasn't nominated for anything else, and she suddenly came yeah, no, in. She, I was noticing that the other day too about Marsha Gay Harden. Zero. Zero. She had nothing as far as the big, the big contending awards. Mm-hmm. 
but you had you had two splits you had um judy dench for chocolat and you know they were pushing that hard at weinstein co and you had um, kate hudson for almost famous and and those two were coming in one won the bafta and one won the globe and they came into the oscars and uh they can they split their vote i think and and allowed the passionate um but the other thing was was i was i remember this year um and i remember the buzz catching up to Marcia Gay Harden. She wasn't kind of scolded like uh, Andrea Riseborough has been, but it reminds me of a similar situation. The story, the narrative, her Oscar story at the time was they couldn't, they didn't have enough money to get people to watch the movie. It was just as people were starting to send out screeners and stuff and she didn't have, they didn't have the resources and they were, and you can hear it in her speech. She just basically says, well, thank you guys for finally watching the movie, you know? Mm. Um, and so I could see that similar dynamic it's the only time where i thought that kate blanchett was slightly vulnerable was in this situation um because michelle yell also won the globe she just didn't win the critics choice and she didn't win the bafta so um but but it still it still could mean that she gets some trouble or or andrea riseborough and michelle yo split their vote and kate wins who knows tar is such a popular movie um, and, and be loved by the exact demographic that dominates the Oscars, white dudes. So I think that um, she has a really good shot. That's my speech. <laughs> That's my whole speech. <laughs> I finally I finally saw Two Leslie this week. Yeah. And um, one of the things I was surprised by it is that it has a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't expect that. I expected full on, you know, leaving Las Vegas level tragedy through the whole thing. Um, and so it, 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 you, you leave it feeling good because something good happens. Um, I do think the whole thing is completely, she's very good. She's very good, particularly in the moments where she doesn't speak. She's got these great moments where the script, does, she doesn't have to rely on a script or she doesn't have to speak lines that are, that are written in the script. She's just, in character she's thinking she's got things going on in her head and she's very good in those moments but there are two moments in there where i'm like okay this is like best actress oscar clip from like 1955 these moments <laughs> like the the scene where she walks into the house and her old house and she's like this is where i put the christmas tree and I'm like, yeah. okay that is that is that is oscar clip bait right there that is overwrought <laughs> completely melodramatic but she's very good in it yeah, she That's is. a really good point about her uh, scenes where she's just thinking to herself because she has a really a lot of really good expressions when she's calculating. When she's calculating, you can see the gears turning in her head. And she was really good in that Black Mirror episode. It was the same sort of character where she was trying to outwit the investigator. And she, um, what was the name of that episode? Uh, I don't remember Crocodile. her in that. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you Sasha, you should go back and watch it because it, it's. I know how much you like Black Mirror. I've been meaning to mention this for a while. Which one I know is that it? You, I know that you saw it because you saw all the episodes. It's the one where she's an architect, and she gets involved in the very big, very first scene of the film. There's a hit and run accident, car accident, and she helps cover it up. But then it comes back to haunt her, and they have a technology that is able to right, read people's right, right, thoughts. Right. You're right, you know, and so she's trying to outwit that machine that can read her thoughts, and so it's the same sort of thing as in um, 
uh, to Leslie where she's calculating, trying to figure out what she needs to do in order to get what she wants. Yeah. So that's a really good point, Clarence. That's, that's great. She does that really well. I just felt like there was a big part of the story missing that I don't think that the son who wrote it, he, I think he wrote it about his mom as a way to forgive her for, for you know, having been an alcoholic and abandoning him. And, and that's what I think is the emotional side of the story, why people are so invested in it. It's either that or somebody's like dying of cancer involved in this project. But um, I don't think it's that. But I think that this this idea of him making this valentine to his mother and her playing the part and taking it to such a level but like because you know i've seen actresses do this kind of thing like jennifer jason lay in the movie georgia you know sometimes when they they really transform themselves and they really go all the way they don't often get recognized for that for some reason people especially academy voters don't tend to respond to that sort of thing so what was missing for me was that the moment between her suddenly deciding to get sober and getting sober that part of it i didn't buy at all because i've known so many alcoholics i've been involved with so many alcoholics it's not that easy and um Mm. you don't just suddenly decide one day it's not like quitting smoking you know it's it's different than that and i just didn't see enough of the like most of the movie was just her being drunk i would have preferred the movie her trying to be sober and not just here we built a cafe and I got this nice boyfriend, everything's fine. And here's my son mm. and we're hugging. And um, You know what the movie reminded me a lot of uh, um, Maggie uh, Gyllenhaal and um, Sherry Baby. Remember that yeah. movie, Sherry Baby? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that reminded me a lot of that. Yeah. And I, I, I like that movie better. Yeah, I mean, I didn't mind this. I just felt like it was a little thin in terms of her character. Mm. Like it seemed like he didn't really know this person that he was writing about and so i think he, he but you know regardless look you know she's she's a good actress and she did a good job and you know they did you know whatever it is what it is you know um allison janney's pretty good in it as the mean neighbor the mean, mean townsperson mm-hmm. you know yeah she is like um so anyway uh and and what do we think about kihi kwan he's just got this thing sewn up doesn't he I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's going to deny him the award, right? Like he's first of all, he's such a nice guy, but secondly, he's, you know, he's he would be the one acting winner from a movie with what is it? Does that have five acting nominations? Um mm. actress, mm. actor, so four. Um, yeah. Plus, it's, it, it's a really it's a really showcase role. I mean, it's a really showcase um, not not just one role, but in several roles he plays. And he, he mm-hmm. just he, you know, it's not it's the level of difficulty too that he he manages to to master really well. So it's yeah. not just his own off screen personality. I mean, on screen he really brings it. He does. He does. I, I mean, yeah, I love him in that. I think he's great, and I hope he wins. I'm very excited for him to win. Um, and that's, that's exciting. I, I, you know, I never really looked at preferential ballot to see how many times two two actors have won from a movie. I know that, and then it also won Best Picture. Like, I think that's pretty much unheard of in the era of the preferential ballot. Like, uh, it just doesn't happen. Um, I know that you get, like, one supporting actor winner, maybe one lead actor, maybe one uh, lead actress, but you don't get uh, more than more than one. Since 2009, I don't think. 
Um, you have Matthew McConaughey and, and Jared Leto, but they didn't win Best Picture, you know, because they tend to mm. like to spread the wealth. So I think it's got to be one or the other, Michelle Yeoh or Kihi Kwan. It's not going to be both, I don't think. But you never know. Um, all right. So should we do questions and answers? Yeah. Um, I Let's think do it. Okay. we pretty much covered our predictions, right, for Producers Guild and Sass? Yeah. Oh, I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. Does anybody want to read them out from Twitter? Mark, you go ahead. Yeah, I can bring it up real quick. Give me a second. And let's see. <laughs> of course, it's taking forever. Oh. All right. Um, let's see. We will be podcasting. There it is. And you can edit all that out. And the first question is from Scott Kernan. Scott. And the question... Yep. And the question is, how many Oscars do you think Everything Everywhere All at Once can realistically win at this point? I ask this because I find it hard to believe that the film will win picture, director, screenplay, supporting actor, and editing, becoming the best picture winner with the most Oscars since The Artist, which also won five. And he even leaves out uh, he leaves out actress among those that of the possibilities for some reason. But but and so that would be six. But he's saying how many realistically maximum, I think is what he's asking. Uh, who wants to answer? Uh, nobody. Probably somebody other probably somebody other than me. All right, okay. <laughs> I, I'll answer. I'll it's gonna win six, okay? <laughs> Do you think are you predicting six? Um, I have it right now, winning picture director, screenplay editing, supporting actor and actress, yes. If Michelle Yeoh doesn't win SAG, then yeah, I got to switch to Blanchett. So, I think five or six is is certainly possible, mm-hmm. um, and that's where I that's where I'd land with it right now. All right, that sounds fine. Um, it's got to win either screenplay or director. I have a winning director right now. Um, mm-hmm. If if Todd Field doesn't make a rally, um, I think it'll win picture, director, supporting actor. And one other award, but I don't think it's going to win editing. I think editing and sound are going to Top Gun Maverick. I think that, um, I mean, it might win editing, but my, my, my theory is that a lot of people aren't going to like everything everywhere heading into this Academy race. These are a lot of old people as opposed to the SAG or any other voting group. And they're going to be annoyed with this movie. I've already heard. I heard a, a rumor today, not a rumor, but firsthand account of a guy who had lunch with two Academy members. And they said if it wins, they're resigning from the Academy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's how much they hate oh the God. movie. Wow. So I, I think that it's going to give, I think the younger people are really excited about it, but I'm not sure that that's going to translate over. It's not Parasite, in other words. It doesn't have the same heavy-duty message as Parasite did, which Parasite is, I think, like one of the best movies of the last you know, 50 years or whatever. Like, it's just really, really good. This movie doesn't come close to that. It's interesting and fine and fun and experimental or whatever. It's like the artist, maybe. So you might be right with, like, six. Um, but, mm. I, but I do I, think I'm... that where it's going to get hurt is going to be the crafts because there's a lot of movies here that people like, and, and they're going to want to award them, and they're going to want to award... Top Gun for sure, and the the it'll they'll be giving that awards and they'll be giving All Quiet on the Western Front awards where they can. So I'm gonna say four maximum it wins. 
That's about where I would be, three or four. Uh, and I got to say, this is when we really need to have an Oscar podcast premium when we reveal the names of those Oscar members who say they're going to resign. <laughs> well, I don't but know. You got to pay. You got to pay twenty five dollars a month. It's behind the firewall. Yeah. Let's say. <laughs> for the money. Love it. I mean, that's not the majority opinion. Obviously, it wouldn't have so many nominations if that was the case. So. But mm-hmm. it is worth noting, and I, th- that's why I think in a year like that, they're going to split it up. Even in the year where the artist won, Hugo sure gave that film a rally. You know, mm-hmm. Hugo was coming in and winning, and even um, Dragon Tattoo ended up winning editing that year. Surprised everybody. Yeah, so, that happens a lot, where the best picture does not win the most awards. But but mm-hmm. another movie that is great, like Gravity, or... or um, Another one that I can't think of um, wins a lot of tech awards. Yeah, La La Land. Or, um, Mad Max. Mad Max is another example. Fury, Fury Road. Yep, and the La Revenant. La Land. It didn't win Best Picture, right? Right. Uh-huh. That's another one. Revenant, yeah. The Revenant. Yeah, and the, they mm-hmm. they tend to win a bunch of techs, and then, and then the preferential ballot prevents it from winning Best Picture. It really should just be the opposite. The best picture should be the one that, that wins with all those big tech awards. It should be a producer's award. And the director should be the smaller award, but it just doesn't seem to go that way anymore. I mean, except mm-hmm. for last year, of course. But so that's that's my... Do we have any more questions? I don't know if anybody dared yeah. to ask I me. Think, yeah, I think we've got four or five more questions. Okay. Yeah, so Lights, Camera, What's the Action asked, um, or they mentioned that highest BAFTA crossover with oscars in the last 10 years are actor sound and cinematography so nine out of the last 10 bafta winners in that in those categories went on to win the oscars in the last 10 years mm-hmm. and they're asking is maverick under threat for best sound with all quiet um on the western front being a louder contender i mean i think it's possible but i also think that top gun doesn't mean anything to them you know it means something to us over here it doesn't, you know, obviously you think war film. I mean, yeah, look, there's a great chance that All Quiet just sweeps the technical awards. I'm not going to say that's not possible. I am I think that at this point, Top Gun Maverick is the underdog for those awards, but I'm, I'm predicting it because I feel I feel a little bit of a, a momentum push for it, you know, and, and I think when that happens, it, it, they win, it wins something. It's going to win something, right? It's not, so it's, it's going to win where it can. But anyway, I, I'm answering all these. You guys should answer some. Hmm. I agree with you there. So I don't. It's my answer. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Let's move on. Move move along. Or unless Clarence, what do you think about that? About the sound category. You're right. Yeah, I think um, I think all quiet is the front runner there. Yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. I do too. It's 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 tough right now. It's close, and we see what CAS and um, MPSE do when they weigh in. Uh, that might help give us a little more direction. Um, mm. All Quiet's not nominated by the sound editors, but has the sound mixers, and Top Gun has both. So mm-hmm. um, we'll see how that goes. I guess maybe pay attention to the sound mixing one where they go head to head. Although, thing- is there a correlation between the sound category and editing yeah what is there that, is. Am I just yeah 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 there's a big and, and all quiet doesn't have editing right 
Um, All Quiet, though, this is and this is where these stats sometimes get a little bit challenging. Is All Quiet has made like a late push, right. kind of like Coda, where Coda missed all these important precursors because of the late push, and that's I think similar to All Quiet. So it might be one of those years where you know the stats are broken. Yeah, and the other thing about All Quiet is even if you don't watch it, you're going to think war movie sound. Because the thing about All Quiet is it's not really all that loud as a usual war movie is. Top Gun's louder, you know? Um, So I think that, that, you know, but people will associate it even if they, a lot of, trust me, a lot of people are not going to watch All Quiet on the Western Front. They're just not because it's depressing and it's it's in subtitles, even though they can watch it with dub. But they're just not going to watch it. But they might think, oh, that movie's kind of a big deal. It won all those BAFTAs. It's a war movie. Okay, sound, you know. So so the stat, the stat that you're mentioning, I, I tweeted it out a little bit ago. I have it here. It's um, in the era of the preferential ballot, the winner for film editing has been nominated for sound every year. An astonishing 10 out of 13 years, the film editing winner also won sound. So it's nominated 13 out of 13 years and 10 out of 13. Well, there you go, that. bro. And I right? understand your late and, breaking thing, but I'm that's yeah. why I'm sticking with Top Gun on that. Yeah. Top Gun and uh, Elvis are the only two that have nominations in both those categories. And I don't think I don't think Elvis is winning sound uh, or editing. So, yeah, Top Gun definitely it, it'll be an interesting race down the stretch. But if all quiet one BAFTA. So if. It also wins sound mixers. It'll be interesting to see. Oh yeah, I mean, if it wins sound, which mixing, way to go? Yeah, then then it's yeah. done. It, it'll win the Oscar for sure. Because as we learned last year, you know, stats only take you yeah. so far, right? That, right. The, right. The year that they're broken, they're broken, and that's that. Yeah. Um, okay. Next. What's the worst case scenario if the ratings sink again this year? What's the future if that happens? <laughs> Sink again. I don't know how much lower next. they can go. <laughs> next. Yeah. No, I'll answer next. that. Streaming. I'll answer, I'll answer, I'll answer it. I'll answer it. Streaming on Netflix in 2025. <laughs> yeah. Um, so thank you for your question, HT. Um, Josie DeMarco, is it possible that there could be a lead actor makeup split? Frazier winning actor, Elvis winning makeup, or Butler winning actor? and the whale winning makeup similar to 2018 19 season when bohemian rhapsody won actor and vice won makeup all right wait let me just quickly answer the ratings question because they were nice enough to ask it oh yeah sorry so what i think will happen personally is you know a mad scramble right like um the academy has brought back jimmy kimmel because they they figured he's more general audience friendly um, they understand that they need to, to ease up on the virtue signaling a bit. They understand that. Um, the only problem is Jimmy Kimmel can't even get his own ratings up at this point because he needs ratings Viagra because <laughs> no one likes him either. So um, I'm not sure how much of a boost he's going to get. He's still very, very political. What they needed was someone who's not political, someone who uh, is, is liked by everybody, somebody like Matthew McConaughey, someone like that. Um, but they didn't, or Ricky Gervais. So I don't know that they get a, a win or a bump from Jimmy Kimmel at all. He's he is really hated by a lot of people. Um, but I think that Top Gun's popularity will bring people, and Avatar will bring people in. Elvis is also a $150 million film. I actually do think that they're going to get a ratings bump this year just because of those popular movies, um, especially since Tom Cruise will be there and Austin Butler will be there, and these are some pretty... 
you know, high, high wattage stars. And so they will get a bump. If they don't, then yeah, they're going to have to really start to rethink things. Um, their inevitable resting place is probably streaming. You know, SAG is moving to streaming. It's that's, that's going to be where they all end up. I think eventually because they just they, they can't really draw an audience anymore on network television especially with gen z knocking on their door like it's just not happening for them unfortunately but if they do what then sag is doing sag is moving to youtube this year and then they're going to move to netflix and if you think about that yeah. there's going to be a lot of people that could uh watch the show on Netflix, right? So I would prefer it if it was on a streaming platform that everybody could watch. They didn't have to be a member of a subscription service. And if they could figure that out, I'd be fine with it. Like if they put it on YouTube or something, I think a lot of people would watch if it was on YouTube. Anyway, okay, so next question. So the other question was, what are the chances that it splits uh, actor and, and makeup? And um, oh, okay. I'll say I think it's good because I think Butler and Fraser are the two front runners, and you got Elvis and the Whale probably the front runners in makeup. So, you know, fifty-fifty at that point that it could split. What do you guys think, Clarence? Do you want to answer? Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I um, I don't know. It's just it's I don't normally tie those two categories together so yeah right. I, mean, I absolutely think it could split i don't think it's <laughs> exactly. necessarily married right yeah for sure um but both performances have heavy prosthetics i just because if elvis wins makeup that doesn't i'm not going to think in you know in early in the night that doesn't mean that i'm thinking okay austin butler is 100 sold i mean i do believe he's 100 sold but uh, if the whale were to win because they tend to go with that kind of makeup historically I, that doesn't mean Frazier's going to win. I, I don't know. It just right. I, I don't really know how to answer that question. I don't think there's any tie to the two categories. There's really not, which, yeah, that's why I think, I think it's 50-50 because it could definitely yeah. happen. All right, let's do one more because this one all of us can uh, give a turn answering. Uh, Leon Murray voiceover asked, putting aside their actual chances of winning, which nominee most deserves to win an Oscar this year and why? any category so pick any category what what do you think which nominee deserves to win more than any other hey ryan go ahead you start okay you know what i'm going to say though you know i'm going to say kate and also todd i mean but mainly kate because I, <laughs> as you have said several times sasha this is like the performance of the decade mm -hmm. you know it really is it's, it's not just of this year but it's of many it's the best performance of many recent years and so i i would have to say if I had to pick one, it would be Kate. Okay. Clarence? Come back to me. I'm thinking that one through. All right. Okay. Mark? Um, I'm biased, but Heike Merker uh, for Makeup for All Quiet on the Western Front. Nice. Mm. I would mm -hmm. love to see her Her and Linda Eisenhammerova, I think is her name, but they're both nominated for Hair and Makeup. And I just, that's one thing, like when I watched that movie the second time, like it stood out the first time, but I really paid attention the second time to it. And the makeup is just absolutely incredible. The way she cakes on the mud and blood, sweat, and tears on all the different skin types and whatnot. I think it's, it's pretty fascinating. Nice. So I'm, rooting, I'm rooting very hard for her. Yeah. I like that. That's a good one. Clarence. I, I have an answer. Um, Justin Hurwitz for his Babylon yeah. original score. Da, 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 that score works harder 
to to sell that movie than I think any score in any film this year. <laughs> right. It does. It's really good. I mean, it's it's a kaleidoscope of insane chords. It, it's it's brilliant. I just I listen to that score almost you know if not daily every other day. Um, mm. I love it, and I think nothing in this category can beat it. And I love John Williams. Like I will be a sobbing. <laughs> gelatinous mess the day yeah. that John Williams no longer breathes on this earth but I don't think he deserves to win for the Fablemans no yeah. right. I'm predicting him for the Fablemans um, so uh, who I think is I think Top Gun deserves to win best picture as I've made very clear um, I think it's a joke that it's not and someday it'll be embarrassing that it didn't win and um, I think that it, it renewed not just a lot of people's sense of hope just generally, but it, it renewed so much of our faith in cinema. It, remo- it, it, it renewed this idea that, yeah, you can still open a movie that's not a superhero movie that people will go see and that most of them will enjoy and it does still live. And it's the only, you know, America, this country can make that kind of movie and no other country can. And so for that, it makes me feel proud to be here and proud to be part of an industry that can still make what David Carr would call movie movies. And he would love Top Gun. And I, you know, I do think it should win Best Picture. And I think, I'm sorry, we've got one more. Steven Spielberg should win Best Director. The man has served his, you know, his legacy well. He deserves to have three Oscars and join the Pantheon with um, Billy Wilder and uh, Will, who is it? Ryan, is it William Wyler and and Billy? Yeah, it's, I think yeah, I think it's uh-huh. right. I think you're right. John and John Ford has and John four. Ford. John Ford has right. four, and then so those are my two that you know I know that neither of them are going to win, but um, but that's those are my choices. So okay, yeah, so that's it, huh? <laughs> We did our thing. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to say. <laughs> You're like, okay, <laughs> all righty then. Sorry, that was a wrong, wrong thing to say at the wrong time. Moving you know along. I know how I meant it. I just meant it. Is all right. We've no, we've, it's we've it's gone fine. past our, our time limit. Don't tonight, worry. I, I know. Think. Look, look. I survived film Twitter, honey. Anything I can survive anything. <laughs> okay. Um, sorry, but I didn't mean it that way. I know. I know. It's okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So is that it? Are we done? Did we do our thing? We yeah. did. We did a podcast one week after we said we would. It's amazing. It's a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> right. We've done three Wednesdays in a row. I know. We're on fire. We're on fire. <laughs> All right. And we've only got two more. Let's see what? Two more weeks? Oh, my God. It's almost two over. more weeks. Thank goodness. Um, no, it's more than that, isn't it? How many more? Two and a half. Uh, two two okay. more podcasts. Okay. Before um, the Oscars. Okay, so nice talking with you guys, and uh, and uh, until next time, until next week. Next Wednesday. Yes. Next Wednesday. See you then. Alrighty. Have Bye a good guys. night. Bye bye.